Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Time to classy up to join a little bit. Let's check in with Mike Smith, Jazz uh, pre-half and post host, along with Alema Harrington. Mike, how are you? Hey, Mike. Very nice of you, uh, Scotty. I'll, I'll be introduced that way any day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, BYU legend, NBA draft pick, played alongside Larry Bird. I mean, look, the, the resume speaks for itself. I'm just repeating great information out there, but... Uh, I want to go back a little bit because you joined the show early in the season and we're trying to figure out who these guys are. And you're like, hey, look, this Walker Kessler, he has a chance to be an all star. This guy has a chance to be great. And it it got people talking a bit because I think we knew that he has a chance to be pretty good. But nobody was ready to go on that ledge until you did. And boy, it seems like you hit the nail right on the head. What did you see from him so early that led you to believe that he'd have kind of the initial success where he's at right now? Well, I saw I saw the physical things. So, you know, I, I saw the great length. I saw the mobility. I saw the the lightness on his feet. I saw the way he changed into the floor. I saw that you know he didn't have to stop and start, turn, and then bust it the other way. He's just he runs like a gazelle. So he's he's a toe he's a toe stepper. He doesn't hit his heel first. And guys like that never get hurt, really. And, like, they don't have ankle foot injuries. And they're light. They're quick off their feet. So those things I saw. And then I guess what else I saw was his touch. Like, his ability to catch. He had great hands. I didn't know how he would finish around the rim. But I saw he caught almost every pass, whether it was good or bad. 
And then the thing that really triggered me was media day. And so we spent time with him. And this is, you know, Polar and Thurl and Holly and David Locke, Ron Boone, Alema and I. And, and we get 30 minutes with each guy and we get to ask him any questions we want. And I just listen. And I'm observing and just, you know, I didn't fire any questions because they took care of that. And the kid just had the right mentality. Like, I, I could just tell that he could bounce off mistakes. He would not get too high on the good plays or the good games. And it just felt like his uncle having played in the NBA and his dad having been a high-level college player, that this kid was prepared mentally and emotionally for everything that he would suggest to a kid, not just the wall after 30 games, but like the highs and the lows and getting dunked on by a more physical player and, you know, will I start or will I not? And he just has all the components. And, you know, he's got a lot of work to do, and he knows that. But I just ask fans to kind of project a little bit and say, imagine when he can make, and not that he can't now, he just doesn't take them, but imagine when he can, you know, catch it down low and put a right-hand jump hook and a left-hand jump hook and then stretch a jump shot out to 18 feet, he really will be something. What do you expect from him in the Skills Challenge and the Rising Stars Challenge that he's going to be participating in? Is there much that we can take away from his performance or his involvement in that? You know, if he were just a shot-blocking big pants who couldn't change ends of the floor, I, I would suggest that he might get lost in the Rising Stars game. It's a guard game. It's a wing game. It's up and down. It's, a, you know, the most glorified pickup game in the world next to the one that will take place on Sunday. And sometimes bigs get lost in that. But I think because he's so mobile and he's, he's in such good shape, he'll probably keep up with the traffic. He'll probably have three or four blocks, and he'll probably have three or four lobs. And none of those things will deter us from thinking he's – He's what he is, right? I, I wouldn't care if he scored eight points, had five rebounds and three blocks in the game and played 20 minutes. It wouldn't bother me one bit. It's just, it's just one of those games. It's an honor to have him there. I think it's a compliment to him because he's had that type of rookie campaign. He's not going to win rookie of the year, but if you look at those advanced stats that are like player efficiency stuff, he's number one among all rookies. In other words, he affects the game even more than a Jabari Smith Jr. at Houston or a, a Paolo Boncaro down there in Orlando because of what he does. And then as, as far as the skills, I just think that's fun. I think it's fun that the NBA's chosen a Utah Jazz-centered team with, you know, Clarkson and Sexton. and uh, That all depends if Walker makes his three-point shot. If he's stuck there for five shots, that team's not going to win. But if he makes one of two, they got the chance. What are your expectations? I mean, I guess from a development standpoint and from a goals to accomplish this year, now that the roster has been, I don't want to say gutted, but it's been upended a little bit at trade deadline, what do you want to see out of this Jazz team the remainder of the year? I think it would be hard to expect anything different than what they've given us. In other words, their DNA resembles what the coaches taught them. And so they're going to show up and play hard. You're going to see them fight every night. They, they are missing their, their 
Mike Conley factor at the end of games, which allowed them to be such competitive team at the end of games. They have so many clutch games. and um, But I think they come and they play hard. Uh, I think you'll see guys like Azubuike play more. I think you'll see Kalen Horton Tucker continue to get minutes. Uh, I don't think you'll see decreased minutes from a Marinin or a or a Kessler by any means. I think Sexton will continue to run the point. Clarkson will be him. And we should give Jordan Clarkson a little bit of credit, right? At age 30, having career year in points, rebounds, and assists. But it's pretty hard to change your stripes. And he not only was asked to start, but, you know, he's done it in pretty pretty cool fashion. But I think they're going to battle. I think they've already won the hearts of the, the fan base. And uh, guys, I just, I just look at this group and I say, okay, they're they're doing exactly what they had hoped to accomplish. Like this year was always about development and future vision, and what do we have? Like when you're thinking of management, Justin and Danny and Ryan, and you know they're looking. This year was always going to be about okay, what does each guy provide? What can he be? And I think they're seeing that, and the rest of the year is about that. Meanwhile, the only thing that changed in the narrative was the fact that they won so many games early, and they beat so many good teams, and it it kind of raised expectations of the fan base, and it kind of threw us off a little bit, like, wow, this team could really make the playoffs. And I think it's exactly what it should be. Uh, I don't think there's one thing that deters this team now from going out and making a major move. Like, like I thought about this the other day, and this will blow your mind. The, the deal that Phoenix just made for Kevin Durant, if there were three more Kevin Durants out there, the Jazz could go make that same deal. They could go make that same deal three times. <laughs> Think about that. Like, they could go get the best player that fits their system for four first-round picks. They could do it three times. It's it's really nuts. So they are in an incredible position with 15 picks. And Scotty and Hans, I believe only two of those 15 picks are what's called lightly protected, picks one through four. The other 13 are completely unprotected. They are... You know, they're sitting on the kitty, and they're going to wait for the right moment. I wanted to know if there's some type of, I don't know, selection process for the three-point contest. Scotty and I were talking about Lowry and being included in that three-point contest. We went through the field, and Scotty brought up no Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's leading the league or he's near the top at about 45 percent from three and i know he's upset the nuggets are upset they 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 want him in there and and no selection for him how do they go about the selection process on this mike that's that's a good question um i don't really know like i do know that uh as of 10 days ago lowry is top five in the league percentage-wise, among all players taking five threes or more a game. So sometimes we'll run our little notes and we'll dig things up like we call them professional shooters, right? The guys who are taking five or more a game. 
and he was top five in the league. Now he's gone through, in in all honesty, he's gone through a little spell of late where he's shooting twenty five percent. It's like a six or seven game little mini slump, and he has not gone through at any point during the season. He's still shooting forty one point two for the year and fifty one point two from the field. But in the last seven games, he's slipped a little bit. He's had a couple of two-for-nine games and things like that that's brought this, I don't know, that to mind. I kind of feel like tonight's a game he breaks out and restores that confidence. Nothing like what Jordan Clarkson did last game. Jordan was 5-for-28 going into the game against Indiana, and he made 6-out of 8. <laughs> it was the first time in his career he made 6. But sometimes, Hans, to answer your question, they will take a fan favorite, they will take a local, and they will take someone who can perform both roles. So the fact that Lowry's here, he's in town, he's in the All-Star game, and he's a great three-point shooter. Um, I go back to my senior year in college, I go back to the Final Four in Seattle, and I'm there to play in the All-Star game. So it's, you know, probably the 24 best college players are going to play in this all-Star game on the Sunday between the Saturday semi and the Monday final in 1989, where Michigan won the championship over Seton Hall, if you remember Glenn Rice's team, and Ramil Robinson made some free throws at the end of the game. I think Duke and Illinois were also in that final four. But I, ho- I overheard the group talking on Saturday afternoon, and they said, we don't, uh, we're missing one of our three-point shooting specialists. You'll get a kick out of this story. <laughs> and so they were inviting the eight top three-point shooters in college. And I'd, you know, done well in college and the conference, but I was a big guy. They didn't think much of my three-point shooting ability. And I walked right up to the guy running the show, and I said, you need an eighth shooter? And they said, yeah. I said, I can shoot threes. They're like, aren't you playing in the game? I go, yeah, I'm playing in the game later. I said, do you need a shooter or not? <laughs> and they go, well, you're like six foot ten. I go, I led the nation in foul shooting. Do you not think I can shoot? They're like, okay, we need an eighth guy. You're in. Funniest part of the whole story is Rick Majerus was the color analyst on TV. And so we go through the first round, and I make like 20 points, right? I make it to the semis. And Majerus' comment, because I watched it later, was like, uh, he wasn't coaching Utah at the time. He was the Marquette coach. But he's like, this tall guy from, from BYU, he shoots kind of a one-handed, you know, shot. I don't think he's going to last the next round. The next round I go for 25, <laughs> get to the final, and Majerus is like, I don't know if it's just going to hold up. I think he's had a couple of lucky two rounds. So Milt Newton of Kansas goes first, and he nets like 23 in the final. And now i got to go next, and I get like 26 and win the whole thing, so... You won the whole thing. Holy smokes. Yeah. Maybe that's a harbinger for, for Lowry to win it in front of the home crowd as a seven-footer. That's awesome. Hey, uh, I want to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, you talk about giving up a lot of, uh, un- or the Jazz having a lot of unprotected picks. Uh, Brooklyn just netted a bunch in the Kevin Durant trade. Kind of give me your thoughts. Is the Did the power dynamic shift in the West to Phoenix with that trade if if uh, Durant can get, out and can get healthy and get back out on the court? You, you know where my mind goes with that? Like, Danny doesn't call me for advice. 
but Danny and I are dear buds. And Ryan doesn't call me for basketball advice, nor does Justin. But you know where my mind goes when I see Brooklyn in complete rebuild mode? I would bundle a few of our first-round picks and go get Mikhail Bridges, who just went to Brooklyn. And you have a long, athletic three-man who is your future three. And you pair him next to Markinen and Kessler, and you finished three-fifths of the job. Right? Like that kid at age 26, Markinen at 25, Kessler at 21. I feel like you got your front court for the next eight years. They can all defend. They can all block shots. They can all rebound in traffic. They can all shoot. Anyway, that's my mind someplace go, sometimes goes funny places when you, you mention a team. But your question was, did the power shift to Phoenix? I thought all year, this will sound nuts, but I thought all year the three favorites in the West, not in this order, were Denver, Clippers, and Phoenix. And if you ask me right now who's going to come out of the West, one of those three teams. The Clippers have quietly won 9 out of 12. Phoenix has subtly won 10 out of 13. Denver's been the front runner all year and barely made a move at the break. But in, in seven-game series, the game slows down, possessions have greater magnitude, and the more stars you have, the better chance you have to win series. Think of Luka taking the Mavericks to the Western Conference Finals last year. Uh, you now have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Durant. If anybody watched Booker last night, he looks so healthy, it's ridiculous. Chris Paul had 19 assists. They're just waiting for their scoring machine in Durant. If he comes back 75% of himself, they're going to be a tough out. Mm-hmm. I think the Clippers are going to be a tough out because George and Kawhi are not only exceptional scorers, but they can defend the two best wings on the other team. And they're lockdown defenders. And then, of course, Denver's just kind of been balanced and good all year with a, with a mismatch in Jokic that every time you walk on the floor, you're like, how do we stop him? So definitely that shift has happened. I'd say Boston and Milwaukee are the class of the East. And if I had to pick right now, I'd say Milwaukee comes out of the East. Well, I think just talking about the Western and the Phoenix Suns, I think one of the more underrated aspects of what Phoenix did with Kevin Durant when it comes postseason, and if Kevin decides that he wants a championship and wants to play basketball, he will play defense and can play defense. He really can. Like, there's a stretch there when the Warriors, they, they called it their death lineup, right? Yeah. It's Raymond, Kevin, and Iguodala, and Clay, and who cares what Steph <laughs> defends? The other four could really lock down anybody. And they switched everything. They, they were truly an, an anomaly. And I, I would give the credit to Eric Spolstra the years before when he brings LeBron and Boss and that group together. And I interviewed him back then. This is the, the stretch where they go four finals in a row. And he just called it positionless basketball. It was the first time I'd ever heard the term. And he didn't care who played where. We're going to switch. We're going to muck up your offense. We're going to make all your little pick and rolls a non-factor because we're just going to switch and smother the ball. And so Steve Kerr took a little page from that and said, okay, i got five great athletes, plus three of them can shoot the lights out. Who's going to stop us? And 
think about it. If it's Durant's not there for year two when Cleveland does win and Kyrie wins the shot, right? Four years in a row they get there. I guess they get there five years in a row, my bad. But if you think about it, no Bogut injury and no Draymond Green suspension, Golden State wins that year two. The fast forward to the Toronto series, no Clay injury, no Durant injury, Golden State wins five in a row. That's how good that group was. And Durant can defend when asked to. Well, Mike, I know you got some work tonight, but uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, Utah Jazz, what has happened with Memphis? What wheels have come off and has caused Memphis to not free fall because they're still sitting in the two, if I remember right, but Memphis is on a struggle right now. Yeah, they've lost nine out of 12. Uh, Moran is still spectacular. Desmond Bain is one of the ultimate shooters in our game. He's only in year three. And every year shot 43% or better from three. I don't think there's another player that can say that. I realize it's a, a small sample three years into his career. So they got an incredible backcourt. I didn't think Jaron Jackson deserved an all-star selection, but I mean, he's averaging 16 and six, but he does average four and a half blocks per 36 minutes. And they, they really ran out of front court players to select with, like Anthony Davis being hurt. and So he gets an all-star nod, but believe it or not, I think, and this is just me, I don't know everything, but like one of the subtle hidden keys to that team is Steven Adams. And so he's missed 14 games. They're 6-8 and eight without him. Uh, in the stretch of the last nine that he missed, they're 2-7. and seven. So before, like when Adams plays, they're the best rebounding team in basketball. They're the best at scoring in the paint. They're the best at stopping you, not scoring-wise, but number one most difficult team to shoot against. So that's Adams at the rim and athleticism everywhere else. And you just got to give them credit. They've really built a great team through basically the draft. One trade, Valentunas, for, for Adams has kind of made the difference. But they're, they're a team to be reckoned with. But I think without Adams, I don't want to say they're beatable tonight because I feel like last game before the break and having not played since Sunday, I think they're going to bring it tonight. And they're a fast break waiting to happen. John Morant basically can get anywhere he wants, on the floor, any possession. And I used to feel the same way about Michael Jordan. Everyone in my era thought, oh, Michael dunks this, he dunks this, he... He elevates, he's got those big hands, he can finish in traffic. Forget about that. What made him so great is he could change directions quicker than you could even think about it. So by the time you reacted to what he did, you were a step or two behind. That's why he got fouled so much at the end of games. Much to the Utah fans' dismay. It wasn't that Michael made shot after shot after shot in leading them to two wins over the Jazz in the finals. Think about it. You go back and watch the tape, he's getting fouled in those fourth quarters, making free throws, keeping Chicago relevant, keeping them, you know, down two and down four and down two. And they just didn't come away with empty possession because he kept putting pressure on the defense. Morant is a lot that way. Mm. Well, Mike, we appreciate it. Always good catching up with you. Enjoy uh, after tonight a little bit of a break for the All-Star game and uh, look forward to this uh, final stretch run for the Jazz. Thank you, Mike. You guys do a great job. Thanks for having me on. What a great show. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.
Mike Smith right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Uh, of course, pre half and post with Alema Harrington. Uh, do tremendous work as always. Uh, Mark's hanging out with us from Wasatch Medical. And Mark, when you um, see guys uh, that have been struggling of all ages and then they find out that situation's gotten much, much better. I got to imagine that's that, that's good to hear when, when guys get their life back on track. Oh, absolutely, because this has a big negative, it can have a big negative impact on a guy's life, and we're talking about ED here, guys. Uh, and yeah, after they get the treatments, the treatments start working, absolutely they feel much better about their situation. And of course, uh, the relationships can uh, benefit from this as well, because Guys don't like to talk about ED. They don't like to talk about it with their significant other. They don't like to talk about it with their health care provider. And by not communicating about this, it can have negative impacts on your relationships, on your significant other. So at Wasatch Medical Clinic, because we are treating the root cause of ED with our breakthrough treatment, which is called acoustic wave therapy, we are treating the root cause, and therefore that gets the blood flowing where and when a guy needs it the most. This will allow that natural spontaneity to return to the relationship as well. And, you know, a lot of people think about ED, they think of the blue pill, something they've got to take for the rest of their lives. Uh, this has an end date to it. You can be wrapped up in a matter of weeks. Oh, yeah. So the average guy is going to need several treatments over the course of a two to three week period. Those treatments last about 15 minutes each. That's it. And guys, very important to understand here. There is zero pain involved with this. This is a non-invasive procedure, no needles, no side effects, and uh, no no uh, downtime either. Yeah, uh, and it all starts with a free conversation with the physician. The ultrasound, everything to really figure out what's going on uh, is free. Call yeah. 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000 right here on The Zone. It's All-Star Week on The Zone, and we're getting you ready for the game as the NBA comes to Salt Lake City. Fires the three. Pow! Listen all week for the best coverage of the All-Star Game with all the best analysis, interviews, and tickets to all the big events. Check this out. All-Star coverage on The Zone is presented by Aquaterra Steak and Sushi. Your home for the best All-Star Game coverage in Salt Lake City is right here on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's time to talk some sports. This is Sports Roulette with Hanson Scotting, presented by You First Credit Union on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
with Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It's another edition of Sports Roulette. We take some of the big storylines, put on a roulette wheel, spin it. Sometimes Lloyd gets a little quick on the trigger finger with the uh, with the wheel. That's no, all part of the open. I we take you're talking about. We take some medium storylines too. Yes. No, we don't. Some slightly above average storylines. Some that are inappropriate. Uh, we've actually taken some a few should. lower class storylines that had yeah. them on the roulette wheel. Yeah. yeah, some that shouldn't even make it onto the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes people take, forget to take them off the wheel. Yeah, that happened. It happens occasionally. That happened once. That did happen. Got to proofread yeah. the will. Yeah. Well, I think you need to have a little bit more editorial control over there and realize that maybe we shouldn't be reading some of those. Well, things. hey, sometimes we just rom burgundy this thing, and that's what yeah. we're going to do. I so changed. there, Lloyd, I changed it. No, yes. feel free. I did. I changed it. You can Don't leave it. It's okay. Accidentally read that. Sometimes it takes a little extra work to get the label maker out. Did you ever have those little label makers that have a little spin thing All on it? All the time. Because working at my mom's shop, oh, that's yeah. how she labeled everything. Yeah. And you sit there and click it and turn it to the letter and click it. Yep. And then, then it turns into a little sticker and you put it on and, oh, and, and you the, type out all kinds of profanity and you think you're really funny. Oh, I'd type out these things and I'd stick it on everything and my mom would come back and she'd be like, that is not how you spell turtle. That is not how you spell fudge. That is not how you say I was terrible. I'd misspell everything with the labeler. <laughs> I feel like you did that just to get out of work. Be like, well, I, I guess I can't do that I guess either. I can't do this. Okay. So one thing I hated doing at the candy store was cupping chocolates. That's just taking the chocolates off of a tray and putting it in a little paper cup. It is monotonous and it you could do it 24 hours a day because there's constantly chocolates that have been dipped that are coming out on trays that have cooled and you've got to take the chocolate and put it in a cup take the chocolate put yep. it in a cup i will admit i did foul that up a couple of times how do you foul up putting a chocolate in a two cup? two ways accidentally put it in your mouth <laughs> don't say accidentally <laughs> no, stop it, saying that hey when you said we cup, don't know i thought you meant mouth my bad <laughs> oh. sorry mom and the other way was if you held it just a split second too long, you'd leave fingerprints on it. Okay. And my mom would come by. You didn't use gloves? No, no, because you've got clean hands. So you just pick the finger yeah. up. And you really have clean yeah, hands. Of course yeah. I had clean Yeah, she was very stringent. We all had to wash it. Yeah. And so you'd just leave your finger on there just a split second too long. And pre herp or post herp? Stop. <laughs> my mom would come by and be like, uh, yep, yeah, that's. Those are fingerprints. You're done doing this. And you're like, oh, it. shoot. You're uh, only going to do it so long because you're like, like should yeah, I well, eat this? Should with I? Those, no. With those fingerprints on, I guess you're going to need to get rid of them too, huh? <laughs> guess I'll eat those. Oh, man. Only fingerprints on the ones I liked. What were the chocolates you didn't like? <laughs> <laughs> that's about it <laughs> like the wheels you really sat there yeah. thinking you're like yeah no like that one no I like that one too like that one that's really, all like of them. that one you know like chocolates with a mint base or cookies that have like the mint no don't like any mint you know what's interesting is her premier chocolate was called a velvet mint yeah I know a lot of people like it but Hard pass on, and yeah. it's just a creamy mint. Center. Like any type of mint? Do you like the like the like the Andes mints? 
Not really. Chocolates? Those Not are really. kind of good. No mint at I don't all. mind those. So I, I don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Do not yeah, love it. you on that. Yep. Nope. And people love that. I don't understand how you get into mint chocolate chip ice cream. The one thing I do like, and maybe it's just nostalgic, because when we'd go to the movie theaters, we'd always sneak in a pack of those. What are those little mint things? Thin mints. No, no. Uh, no, don't, don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's the white box. With the, Junior mints. Junior mints, yes. Thank you. Uh, that was a little nostalgic. But what about the Girl Scout cookie, though? No, you know, not a big fan not of the thin mints. mints. Nope. What about a grasshopper? cookie not really hmm. all right they're not on the top of my list but i wouldn't kick them out of bed either yeah like if, if i've got a cup those i might as well enjoy them is that was really what you called it cupping yeah cupping the chocolates is there a different gotta, name because that really does sound it doesn't sound right i'm gonna have to go cup the chocolates sounds illegal yeah. is it my day to cup the chocolates was that so? How many employees did she have? Was there a lot of a lot of people working in there? Yeah, probably twelve. Really? Wow. And guess who her number one employee was? I know who it wasn't. <laughs> John Stockton's niece. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's where that drop came from. Yeah, John Stockton's niece. We had a drop that had to do with John Stockton and working with Fudge and stuff. Yeah, interesting. Good drop. All right, let's get to it, Lloyd. Fire up that will. In case you, you need more stuff this weekend. <laughs> okay, we couldn't hear the wheels. Sorry. Did you I know, I did. The wheels. It did. Okay. It did. You sure? I, ah, we yes, can't, it did. Scotty and I can't see it from this angle. Oh, you know what? I might have actually had the thing not in your ear possibly. There's a chance of that. Sorry. It went. It so went. Trust if, me. It was sitting right here. If you need more stuff to go see this All-Star Weekend... Shaquille O'Neal is throwing a big party at the Union Event Center. Oh, yeah? So Friday, February 17th, and Saturday, February 18th, SLC Live is going to be kicking off the weekend with Rapper 21 Savages. It's good. So Rapper 21 is the performer. His name is Rapper 21? Yep. Okay. And uh, it's the official All-Star Weekend party with DJ Drama and Shaquille O'Neal. So Shaq will be on night two. DJ Drama will be there both nights. DJ Irie is oh, yeah. going to be there for the All-Star Weekend events. I guess it's a VIP party, but I guess you can get into it. You know, the Union Event Center is just right across the road over yeah. here. It's really close to us. It's just downtown here. And Shaq will be down there and... Rapper 21, Savage, and... I'm hearing a lot of uh, rumblings about some other parties that are being thrown by celebrities um, that may not be so heavily publicized. Apparently, Floyd Mayweather is coming to town as may have rented out a a particular establishment. Oh, really? And I'll let you read between the lines as to what kind of establishment that is. Did he happen to make it past here and to Windover? Or is it here? I think it's here. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Probably shouldn't be throwing that out all willy-nilly. Well, you know that there's going to be some 
real ragers. There's going to be some debauchery going on in this town uh, over the weekend. Officer Tony Brown joined us earlier, and he said, yeah, one of the number one problems is having to collect the party drugs. Yeah. A lot of party Apparently drugs. Apparently the booger sugars just going to be all over the place. Is that considered the top party drug? What is? The, I should have asked Tony. What's the top party drug? Is it cocaine? Talking to the wrong guy on that one. Scotty? I'm not. And I, Lloyd, I kept looking at hands the whole time. I you did even, not. I, I did not no, look at you. I'm saying, Scotty, you tell me. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to, you were already preemptively upset with no. me looking at no. you. Uh, well, they say that ecstasy is quite the party drug, correct? Is that still a thing? That's the that one. That seemed to be big about, what, 20 years ago? No, I think it's still pretty big. All right. I'm pretty sure. Talking to the wrong guy on that one. But you know all of that debauchery is taking an uptick. If only week. we had a tech here that we could ask this stuff to. I feel like they would be more in the know. A and more age. Like, yeah, even one of our techs. Oh, oh just yeah. talking about a Z. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a Z. Yeah. None of our techs would know anything about that, though. We had one. Win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different time, different place, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of a wild card yeah i gotta tell this story scotty and i love our techs yes they're and great they're they're young guys they're young girls they're trying to break into the radio industry they set up the equipment and they sit with us for three hours yeah and they make sure that everything is working properly and we had just met this new tech i yep. won't say his name again i did say it but i won't say it again and he seemed like a pretty fun dude. And this, by the way, was not with our current organization. No, no. So Scotty and I thought, you know, let's uh, throw him on the headset. So said, put on the headset. Oh, what, oh, I thought you were talking about somebody else. Yeah, we got a different one. Yeah, said. okay. What did you think about the game? Oh, I effing don't know. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, never mind. Okay, I thought you were talking about somebody else. I think else. I was actually, I wasn't in town on this. I, I, was, I think I was on Yeah, the I know. You were. I missed this. Yeah, you were. He F-bombed it. Yeah. <laughs> Just first time on the mic. F-bomb. Boom. F-bombed it. And Scotty and I look at each other. I don't bleep know. Are you kidding me? What? Yeah. I, what, what incident were you talking about? Um, the one tech that we had that. Oh. <laughs> took trips did you to the rip, van. Did you yeah. rip the headset Down off by the river? Hey, did you rip the headset off of him like you did, Ajay? No, no. Wait, you did. We just played. It, we just. We actually just played it cool. We just oh. like we're like just pretended. It yeah, didn't we were hoping that we didn't bring a lot of attention to it. We're hoping. We're hoping people didn't catch it. Yes, even though it was very prominent. Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. Ooh. Yeah, we've had, to, for the most part, like 90% of our, te- 95% of our techs have been awesome. Amazing. Great people. All right. Hands on Scotty. We'll wrap this thing up next. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Unrival with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keering. Greg Rubel, voice of the Cougars. Yes, it's everything you're hoping for because it's a P5 schedule. Finally, after decades of buildup, if you will, and laying the groundwork to be in the position, finally P5 football for BYU. And it was a long 12-year grind of independence. You know, back in uh, in 2010 when uh, TCU and Utah uh, went to greener pastures, P5 pastures, BYU was left in the, in the era of independence. It was a long dozen years, but uh, but now they get to join their their former brethren in the P5 level, including TCU now in their same league. And so it's been a long time coming. And yeah, I don't think there's much to quibble about. The fact that you're getting a Big 12 schedule after all this time, it's all good. 
It's unrivaled. Afternoons from 3 to 6. Presented by G2G Bars. Perfect for anyone who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. The 97.5. The KSL Sports Zone. Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hans and Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hans and Scotty wrapping up another edition of the show. Uh, by the way, our, our good buddy Tony Jones just tweeted out a picture of the perfect cake. And again, a lot of people get too weird with the cake. Get too crazy. It's real simple. Just yellow cake, chocolate frosting. Bam, that's it. Okay, but give me two layer. I I do like that two layer choice because I like that nice little thin layer of spread icing in the middle. Yep. And I like a cream cheese icing. I do too. And it's got to be a moist yellow, but moist yellow isn't real hard to do. Nope. Hard to screw it up. And that cake does look amazing. Now, I did... My wife asked me, like, what do you want this year? I'm like, I want a yellow cake with a raspberry in the middle. Yeah. And then chocolate on the outside. Sure. Yes. To get a little, uh, you know. Yeah. Because the fruit is healthy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Trying to get those calories (laughs) down. But again, people get like like these like these cookie places that are, have like these monstrous cookies with like eight pounds of frosting on it. Like, come on. It's Don't too do much. it. Don't need it's, it. It's too excessive. Yeah. It's just simple. Let's get back to the simple things, man. Yeah. And then just give me a big, tall, ice cold glass of milk. Yep. Yep. So I can really mix that cake up and to get the, the healthiness. Again. Oh, yeah. 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 Because milk is healthy. Because protein. Yes. Balance it all out. <laughs> Got to have the protein fibers to break down all the cake. All right. That wraps it up for us. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Remember, Ethan Millard with Teton Wealth will be live in studio with Unrivaled coming up on Thursday to help you with your retirement plan. So tune in or visit retireteton.com. Mark's hanging out with us right now. And uh, Mark, you're changing lives out there. A lot of people that are struggling inside the bedroom, they want to get that part of their life behind them. They want to get back to where they once were, and you are helping out a lot of people out there. Yes, Wasatch Medical Clinic has a breakthrough treatment. It is called acoustic wave therapy. The difference here, guys, is acoustic wave therapy actually treats the root cause of ED. In most guys, that's a lack of blood flow. If you've been taking the pills, you've been getting a temporary increase in blood flow every time you take the pill, but you have to re-up those pills every single time and they can come with side effects and definitely timing issues so with the acoustic wave therapy because we're treating the root cause getting that blood flowing where and when you need it the spontaneity will return to your relationships and it's a free assessment you get to meet with the physician the uh, blood flow ultrasound all of that for free yeah absolutely and but you need to call now guys to take advantage of this give us a call 801-901-8000 you will qualify for the exam the assessment even that blood flow ultrasound at no cost in addition to that you'll receive a special gift which can produce rapid results for those intimate moments and that's one guys you will really like but you need to call now to take advantage of this offer the number 801-901-8000 801-901-8000 you heard him mark's the man hey thanks for coming in we appreciate it thank you i appreciate it 801-901-8000 right here on the zone and rival next a gun in the face then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up they pointed their guns at me And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. 
started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.